Good evening, good afternoon, good morning. This is another edition of the Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed Podcast Show. You ready? I'm not. Broadcasting from Edinburgh, Scotland, across the globe. You're listening to Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed, the people's podcast. Here to rock the podcast world. Hello, it's the Ramsey back in the hot seat again, uh, ready to take on the, the Hatrick and Ramsey on these juggernaut. Interesting stories in today's uh, news in the last couple of days, uh, but one couple of things that have caught my mind, and I'm going to give it both barrels because this is starting to drive a lot of people mad. Now, on today's show, we're going to be talking about a Muslim bus driver's ban on guide dogs. So people who are blind are getting banned from getting on a bus because they're a Muslim bus driver because they might be offended by their guide dog. We're also going to be talking about, coming up on the show, we're going to be talking about ISIS cannot be defeated without troops on the ground. Also going to talk about a British mum who fled uh, to ISIS, uh, fled to ISIS and wants to be back in the UK and well, wants to be back with her hus- jihadi husband and vows to return to the UK I think over a lot of people's dead bodies uh, to be honest with you we're also going to talk about a school a school who happens to be uh, being forced they, they're, they're asking the children to cook and clean for the asylum seekers the people who are coming, the, the migrants who are coming over here and I would say let, and this is in uh, a school in Germany. I would say this is disgusting if these guys want to come into your country or we have uh, to help them out. They should be doing the work because we'll tell you something. Who's going to pay for these people? That's the question. Uh, coming up on the show on the Hattrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast. Welcome. I'll tell you something. So interesting stories. I'll just give you a wee rundown. We're going to start with the Muslim bus drivers banning guide dogs. And I say, I say, <laughs> I say, fit in or ship out. Get on a plane, Paradise Airways, free halal meal, free in-flight movies, give us your passport. You don't like things here, get on a plane and leave. Go back to the hellhole you came from. Bottom line, period. F off. Bottom line is, this is ridiculous, this is disgusting. We have a... We have a story, uh, a Muslim bus driver is banned on guide dogs. I tell him, stuff you mate, how would you like it if you were blind? How would you like it? Let's r- wrap a blindfold around you, black out your eyes for a day and see how well you manage, you sick prat. Let's just read this story in, in today's paper. Transport Minister Norman Baker has stepped in after complaints from blind people that their dogs are being ejected from public transport on religious grounds. Really? Excuse me. Blind people who... These guide dogs are a major part of blind people's lives, a major help to these people's lives, to at least be able to live some sort of normality in their life, even though they can't see. And these twats, these twits with an E, sorry, twats, I don't care, these idiots, these muppets, are saying because of religious grounds they can't, they're unclean animals. I went, eh? I say, if you don't like it, tough bloody titties. I say, get your ass. Stop, if you don't like it, tough. 
leave the job, move, get, go back to the hellhole you came from if you don't like the things that are happening in this country. If we, we go to other countries and something happens, like the person who recently, he was a 70-odd-year-old man in the story, he was going to get 700 lassies or whatever for having alcohol. Hang on a bit, the law is the law. We are being too soft in this country. If, and if you don't like it, tough. So let's just read the story because this is disgusting against people who have guide dogs. I think it's sick. And I say, let's blindfold, let's blindfold these guys. You walk around for a day and see if you can see how you get on without any sight. These guys should be disciplined. If they, if they don't like having dogs on the bus, beat it. You're sacked. You're fired. Get off. Get out of this company because it's, it's a, such a disrespectful to these people who have a unfortunate disability who cannot see, but they're being uh, disrespected because, oh sorry, you can't bring your dog in the bus because of religious grounds. F off, get on the bus, chocks away, stereos, give us your British passport, here's your free halal meal, on you go, in-flight movies of Bin Laden, gays being chopped off, uh, dropped off chart, tower blocks, on you go, hey, free flights to paradise, you don't like it, go back to the hellhole you, you came from. And let's read this story now. Transport Minister Norman Baker has stepped up in after complaints from people, blind people, that their dogs were being ejected from public transport on religious grounds. Mr Baker told bus companies that religious objections were not a sufficient reason to eject any passenger with a well-behaved dog. He said, if dogs are causing a nuisance from uh, the, 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 the driver, has every right to ask the owner to leave, but in the, it is much more questionable to be asked to remove a dog for religious reasons. One person's freedom is another person's restriction. It is illegal under disability, disability discrimination laws to refuse a blind person and guide dog on, uh, on board a bus or a taxi, but guide dogs for the blind association said it's regularly received, it, it constantly gets received complaints from remember, uh, members that, uh, about the practice. The National Federation of the Blind said the, the problem was common and getting worse. Here's the, the story continues. A spokesman, uh, Jill Allen, Allen King, said she had often been left on the curb by Muslim taxi drivers who had refused to take her dog. I say, really? I say, you... These guys don't deserve to be driving a taxi. don't deserve to be... If you don't like certain things in this country, get on a plane, leave. Get out of this good... Get out of Great Britain, this great country. If you don't like it, tough. And i tell you something, let's... let's how, you, how would you like it? Let's blind you, you, you sick twat. You really are. Um, so they'd be left on the curb side by Muslim taxi drivers who had refused to take their dog. She had a similar problem with a Muslim bus driver. She said, last year a Muslim taxi driver uh, went mad when I tried to get in but, uh, with my dog. He said, I have to go home and she, uh, now and wash myself. I think, really? What an absolute muppet. What an idiot. A selfish twit. I tell you, the guy needs a good kicking. It really does. Not metaphorically, I say. Um, George, uh, Her George Herridge, 73, said he was asked to get off the two buses in Reading. Berkshire last year with passengers objected to his Labrador guide dog. Andy, I was coming home on the bus and I was, uh, and there were some Muslim children screaming, he said. The driver pulled over and asked me to get off. It is lengthy walk into town from where I, I live and there is no other means of transport. The Muslim Council of Britain urged tolerance and common sense in the issue. A spokesman said Muslim drivers should have no hesitation in allowing guide dogs in their taxi or bus. 
some schools of Islam regard um, a saliva of dogs or impure and others think so uh, there's no problem if a dog does not lick you there's not any it's not the end of the world if a dog licks you it does lick you it's not the end of the world and just go home and wash honestly I think really really I say fit in or ship out if you come to this country I say you abide by the British law if you don't like the British law you don't like being here I say get the hell out of here we don't want you. We don't want you here. If you don't like the way we run our country, go back to your country where you can you, you you'll get everything you want. You'll have your Sharia law. You'll have your you can have your fifty virgins. You can have all your wives. You can have all you want. You can shag everything inside and have a massive family. Whoopie do. Get the hell out of here. I say get lost. Take your Muslim. Take your crap. Your idiotic Muslim culture religion and get out of here. If you don't like it, tough, or fit in, or ship out. Chucks away, Stelios, beat it, get lost. And this is absolutely, tell you, this is absolutely disgusting. Um, these guys should be re- sacked, reprimanded, and disciplined uh, for somebody. Or how would they like it if they were in this situation? How would they like it? I say they probably wouldn't. I bet, I bet if there's a Muslim, somebody who's blind who's Muslim, or Indian, or their culture, they get the bus. Aye, let's bring your dog on, yeah. Because it's somebody else, British or white. Yeah, I say you're racist idiots, sick, racist, or discrimination, or whatever you want to call it, against people who are blind. Don't want you in this country. Get get lost. Sorry. If you, uh, and that goes for uh, anybody else in other parts of the world. If you don't, if we have to go to other your country, tell you something we've got to fit in or we ship out. Bottom line is because their laws are a lot stricter. Britain is becoming too soft, too soft. And it's time we got to grips and start stop saying a bit of diversity, a bit of diversity. Sorry, we got to can't offend people. The high vis culture, health and safety idiots. Uh, we're just making becoming a bunch of pansies. I tell you about this government who runs the country, grow a backbone and actually grow or grow a set of balls that maybe you just haven't found yet, and actually do something about this because I tell you. Sorry, can't do something because you might offend a certain community. I say, get lost. Recent story, as I heard, that police weren't allowed to wear, weren't allowed to wear their, even police weren't allowed to wear their uniforms to go to work anymore. Not, they were allowed to wear a British uh, badge on their um, on their uniform because it was with a, it's a black and white British uh, flag with a blue line in it to support the recent fall of that uh, policeman who got hit and run um, and saying it might offend people. If you don't like it, tough titties. Uh, it might offend people, I say. Uh, what, and which community may that be? Muslims. It wouldn't surprise me. Oh, sorry, it's offensive. It's offensive. And tough titties. Anyway, let's have a commercial break after that. Ranting, whatever other rants afterwards, because it's been tell you, the, what they, these guys are wanting, I say tough. I also say that I admit not all Muslims are the same. A lot of them actually do fit in, a lot of them do happily. Uh, fit in to the cult, other cultures and a lot of them do happily get on with lives and it's these minority who are letting and letting these other ones down and I feel sorry for the ones that are actually living their lives and just getting on with things quietly and I wish these people would actually st- step up and listen and listen to the people that are being quiet and actually respect these and stop letting the, letting these people down. But anyway, here's our commercial break. Enjoying the show? Tell us about it. Send us your feedback, suggestions, or thoughts to hatrickandramsey at gmail.com. 
show is brought to you by EdinburghDusters.com and IdeasGoingLive.com. What's up? It's your boy Relevision, host of Five Mics Radio, Fridays at 11.30, live from New York. Shout out to the Hattrick and Ramsey podcast. Welcome back from our commercial break. I've had a slight countdown, but let's go to the next story. School forces children to cook and clean for asylum seekers for work experience. Hmm, yes, okay. So let's see, let's open, obviously this is thankfully not in the UK, but it has to be, in, it is in Germany. So you have kids that are forced to clean for asylum seekers for work experience. Right, okay, yes, yeah, good to have work experience, but these people who are coming into this country, you're actually technically, a lot of them are actually economic migrants, they're not actually technically that poor or that, that badly well off because some of them have actually come from per- perfectly safe areas of the world, but they're just because as soon as Merkel said, oh, it's open the floodgates, yes, floodgates are open, on you come. And, uh, yeah, and there's also been a lot of with migrants recently that they have been burning clothes that have been donated and things and, making, and causing a lot of trouble, stealing things and causing damage. So is that fair? Is that right? So if you guys, we're open, we're, a lot of the parts of the world are opening their arms to, for giving you hospitality to try and bring in to make things a bit different for you, and that's how you, we get treated. So here... Public pupils in Lübeck, Germany, will work in kitchens and change bed linen at a nearby asylum centre for practice work experience. A 13 and a 14-year-olds will be expected to carry out the chores between 8 a.m., 8:30 and 1:30. And definitely, uh, somebody on Facebook usually say, "I'm definitely not a hater, but this is taking things. I think it's taking the piss, basically. This is taking the piss." Furious, a furious parent shared the letter informing them of the controversial project on Facebook. She wrote, I am definitely not a hater, I'm usually really tolerant, but this is taking things too far. Is there a new subject in Lübeck schools called servitude? Um, Also, her her post was raked in more more than 2,300 shares in the 1,000 comments, with one user comparing the scheme to slavery. Another code you know, on re- on refugees clean their mess with their own uh, clean their mess with their own hands rather than enlisting children. The school has uh, had be the school had the idea that some refugees and part of the uh, the class, Breibart London reported many German towns and cities are st- struggling to cope with recent influx of migrants. Uh, Simgar Gabriel, the country's uh, Vice Chancellor last month admitted at, it was at a limit of its capabilities, and yesterday hundreds of asylum seekers were left waiting to be registered because of huge backlogs at Berlin, Berlin's main refugee centre. Whose fault's that? Angela Merkel. There's a surprise. Uh, she's too busy sun- sunning herself on her late or nudist beach or whatever she goes to to get a bit of uh, just to make sure she gets an all over tan. Uh, well, she's uh, letting the floodgates open in her own country. Um, a group of uh, around 20 Syrians were even suing or even suing the German government because they have not waited long, they had to wait longer than a week. Um, they cannot be granted access. I mean, they're suing the government, yeah. And what what, what, what money? What, who's going to pay for it? Yeah, let's sue the government. Thank you for uh, letting us into your country, but we're going to sue you because we've had to wait for a week. I would tell them to say, there's your boat, bye, see you later, get out of here. You don't deserve to be in here. Uh, I would say, go back to where you came from. You, we ain't, we ain't, you ain't getting in. Uh, really? So they're mourning. They're mourning. Basically, kids are having to clean and cook for these lazy idiots. 
lazy muppets. Get clean up, clean up yourself, clean up your own mess. Yeah, it's good to have work experience, but sorry, if you guys are want to come to our country, you do your own work. You should, you'll be put to work. You'll be put to work, so you can learn, pay, pay your way. You wanna, you wanna, you wanna get some fed here. You're gonna do some work over here. If you ever come to the UK, I think we should be put to work. They'd be sweeping the streets, cleaning everything. You should be doing the community service, and so they can earn their wage, earn getting food, earn getting into the system in some way or form. Because I'll tell you something: if you don't like it, get back on your boat, get back in your rubber dinghy, and take yourself back to wherever you you, you sailed from on that water or whatever. Okay, I tell you. We're, I'm, I'm not paying for you. You want to come here? Fine, great. Yeah. But I'll tell you something, you've got to work. Because a lot of you are very capital, capable. You're economic migrants. A lot of them found out, found out that. It's not wasting our time. Cause we're not, who's going to pay? At the end of the day, ain't the one going to be, be paying for you guys. If you're going to sit in your ass, I'm sorry, you hopefully won't be able to sort the situation back in your, your home country. And you can go back to a safe place. How long that will take, we do not know. But the only way to solve that, it leads me on to my next story, is ISIS cannot be defeated without troops on the ground. Retired SAS hero warns. I have to agree with that. So before I come into the story, let's take another break. Enjoying the show? Tell us about it. Send us your feedback, suggestions, or thoughts to hattrickandramsey at gmail.com. Welcome back. I carry on with my next story. ISIS cannot be defeated without troops on the ground. Retired SAS hero warns. Basically, a lot of people have been saying that already. You can blow as much as blow up as much as ISIS as you want from the sky. But the bottom line is, you're going to have to get troops on the ground to finish the job off. Basically, Islamic State cannot be beaten unless Western powers or Russia send in huge invasion forces to wipe it out. An SAS veteran has claimed, I think that is the way forward. It's time to get these, wipe out these sick bastards. Wipe out these idiots. Wipe out these muppets who think they can control, um, wipe out, yeah, they can control the world. They can try and take over uh, with their extremist laws and kill innocent people. Vladimir Putin has actually found he's a leader, he's got himself a set of balls and he is taking action while we have Barack Obama who is the typical youth club leader who, who more like playing with his balls on a golf course and David Cameron, well, not sure what he's doing too busy uh, get, finding out where Angela Merkel's nudist speeches are um, basically too busy faffing around it's time we either got to grips and boots on the ground we take an influx of massive put the troops into ISIS, into Syria and take them out. Yes, there's going to be a potential loss of lives, but the only way we're going to eradicate these sick bastards is to just go for it. Boots on the ground and take them out. Send them back to the blinking Stone Age. That's what it's going to take. That is what it's going to take to get rid of ISIS once and for all. And maybe not once and for all, but hopefully at least it will take them out and defeat them in some way or form and they will hopefully never start up again and come back it's got to be done and then we deal with Assad afterwards we come to some agreement with Assad but then you, he has to have some democratic elections to stop this to get put this, uh, the peace back in Syria 
or we take him out as well and we shove a rocket up his ass and see what happens. Only way we're going to solve this, only way. Mr. Cameron said, Kur Kurds fighting ISIS in northern Iraq were full of courage but lacking basic equipment and weapons uh, to ultimately win the fight against uh, the jihadists. This told, he told Sky News to say that these people need, uh, need kit is an understatement. The only thing that evens the fight up, up at all is the fact that these guys are so game and willing to fight because otherwise I won't be there. This would be ruled by ISIS already. So if it wasn't these Kurds, they've got weapons that are pretty much out of date. They've not, they've not got the much, or they've not got much to go with, but their will to kick the living crap out of these ISIS guys is keeping them going. And I think, well, at least take 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 our hat off to these guys, uh, bow down to these guys in a sense, and say, well done. At least, because uh, if not, it'd be an ISIS. ISIS would be in control. At least they're fighting back. Um, Kurdish militaries who have made, who, sorry, who have launched a, a stalwart defence against jihadi fanatics, have themselves been accused of carrying out forced relocation locations, which amount to war crimes. Amnesty International claim that Kurds have been clearing out villages recaptured from ISIS because they suspect their residents of supporting the Islamist hate group. Lama Faki. Senior crisis advisor at the global charity warned by deliberately demolishing civil homes, uh, in some cases raising and burning entire villages, displacing their inhabitants with no justif uh, justifiable military grounds. The autonomous administration is abusing its authority and brazenly um, flouting international humanitarian law in attacks that amounts to war crimes. Last week, it emerged that Russian President Vladimir Putin is planning to send an 150-strong force into Syria to wipe out ISIS. De facto capital Raqqa, an elite Russian special force unit. The Spetnaz have already been sent into war-torn country to burn that, to hunt down uh, packs of fleeing jihad jihadists. Um, bombs, uh, basically, yeah. It's the only way we're going to do it. What do you think? Are you with us? Are you against the, this topic? Is, the only way, is it the only way to get rid of ISIS? Troops on the ground, do you agree with me? Or don't you agree with me? Um, do you agree with the... What do you think of the story of regarding the... Our, our first story at the beginning of the, the show regarding the Muslims uh, being discriminated against uh, blind people with their dogs? And also school, uh, school has to... Uh, basically using the kids to cook and clean for refugees. Really? So give it if you want give us your views send us an email enjoying the show tell us about it send us your feedback suggestions or thoughts to hattrick and ramsey at gmail.com <laughs> okay welcome back um, british mum who fled to isis went to get back jihadi husband and vows to return to the uk I say you better hope it. You better hope it's Christmas, even though you don't believe in Christmas. You better hope you ain't getting back in the UK, doll. British woman who fled to Islamic State um, with her five young children. Now this is we talked about this a few, a few about th a few months ago. She left with her kids. Now okay, the kids can come back. I would say because her kids, 
need to be re re looked after. I think, sorry dear, you want to come back? No. You don't deserve to come back. You gave up that right to come back to this country by t to go and support an Islamic State. You want to come back in? I see tough titties. You get you you want to go to paradise. You want to come back? You 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 want to come back because you know ISIS are, are starting to get taken out. Wearing a black headscarf, Shuki Begum claimed she smuggled her children, the youngest is which was just four weeks old. Now, what mother would do that? Let's. You're living in the UK. You're living in an all. You've got a nice life, probably. But you want to take your, take your kids to a war-torn area, especially if somebody who's only just recently been born. How selfish is that? What a selfish cow. What mother would do that with your kids? Really? Come on. Have a, she needs her, This woman needs her head read. It's a psych evaluation. She's locked up in a padded cell. In fact, that would be too good for her, sorry. Let her, let, her, let her bang herself off the hard walls. Maybe she might actually knock some sense into her and realise, oh, how selfish I was, taking my child over to Syria. Let's see, so, into ISIS-controlled Syria, so she could speak some sense into her Islamist fanatic partner. <laughs> speak some sense. You want to wait over and talk, she's talking out her ass. I believe, yeah. <laughs> yes, how, how much more lies do you want to tell? 33-year-old from Manchester said she now wants to return home to the UK, despite failing to convince former Guantanamo Bay inmate Jamal El-Hanith to come with her. She offered a chilling warning to other women thinking of travelling to Syria to join ISIS, but, join ISIS, but she also moaned about the prospect of being quizzed by anti-terror police. <laughs> quizzed? You're going to get locked up. <laughs> you're going to be in a cell. That's, that's where you're going, dear. You don't deserve to be back in this country. You decide you give up that right. She needs you decided to jump on a plane to support these sick son of a bitches. You won't get back in Britain. You don't deserve. She whinged, I'd love to go back to the UK. And the UK is my home. No, it's not. You give up that right. I grew up there. My friends are there. Well, tough. Tough titties. You chose to go and support these sick bastards? You get to deserve what you get. I'm sorry, but your kids, I think at least the younger of your kids should be at least looked after. The older ones, well, that's up to them, that's up to them whatever happens. I'm sorry, you do not get the right to come back after you give up your right. Chalks away Stelios. You want to go to Parad Paradise Airways? Turn left or right? Uh, there's, uh, look, at, look at the signs in 28 different languages thanks to Tony Blair basically give us your passport free halal meal in-flight movies of Bin Laden and gays being dropped, dropped off tire blocks you won't be coming back go to paradise and get your 50 odd virgins or whatever you want to do your husbands and hey enjoy because you ain't coming back you don't deserve to be back in this country somewhat Let's carry on. The current government, if, if the UK is somewhere I can achieve justice, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> she, yeah, she's, what's she wishing for? A miracle? <laughs> she ain't going to get that. Mother of five described conditions in the terror groups. De facto capital Raqqa is worse than I expected. <laughs> Not rocket science, dear. Yeah, you find them worse? Really? <laughs> Man! Whoa! You're going to a war zone where everything's been blown to utter shit to pieces. 
there's not nothing left. And you expect it to be all nice, comfy sofas, te- widescreen TVs, and you can all watch. Yeah, you watch your Sky TV or Virgin or whatever. Yes, you expect a nice satellite television. Oh, yeah, you can go and boil the kettle anytime you want. You get a nice cup of tea or whatever. You can go and cook your, your, you can start cooking. Get a grip, really. Have a word with yourself. And you, you expect sympathy. I say, get lost. F off, you stupid cow. I say, get a grip. You expect some sympathy because you decided to take your kids over. No. You ain't getting sympathy. You get, you get what's coming to you. If it means you have to go to jail for the rest of your life, that's your choice. I just feel sorry for the selfish act on your children that you decided to do. I just feel sorry for your kids. And here's hope there's some way of at least giving your kids some reprieve of giving your kids some way of better life than what you chose for your ch- children, especially after one being just four weeks old. Huh, really? Children crying, children were sick, there was a gangster king... There was a gangster kind of mentality among single women there. Violent talk, talking about war, killing. They would sit together and huddle around their laptops and watching, watch ISIS videos together, in-flight movies of ISIS. There we go. <laughs> On you go. Discuss them and everything. It was just not my cup of tea. Ah, oh, really? <laughs> not your cup of tea? Why the hell did you go over in the first place? You stupid women. She claims she travelled to Syria in August 2014 to try and search for her husband who signed up for jihadi cause. Yeah, let's go and search for him. You want to join yourself. She said she took the couple of four children to convince her to abandon the twist hate group uh, and come home. <laughs> yeah, I find it hard to believe somehow. Uh, and then she'll be giving the sob story in this. Oh, yeah, I wanted to come back. I could tear the tissue. Oh, I could tear the tissue in. Tear the arms of an action man. Oh, yeah, right. I see. Tough. Tough titties. You deserve it. You deserve to get what you des- you asked for. You chose to go over there. You chose to support them. Let's just finish the story. What it's saying is, she said I was seeing on seeing in the news at this point that ISIS was going from bad to worse. So I decided it was going to try and speak speak some sense into him at the same time I wanted to see him I wanted the children to see their father I wanted the baby to meet uh, his father as well despite uh, Al-Harath's decision to join ISIS she insisted that her husband of 11 years was a family man adding he always known him to be a good man with good characteristics for me to take the children to see him and then come away from uh, there that would have been more powerful than anything else I could have um, said at the time. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, my word, my word. They, they really are talking so much bollocks. It really is. Total cobblers. Um, total, total cobblers. Uh, one more story just to wrap up. Ministers order probing to unacceptable Sharia law courts operating in Britain. Uh, in fact, there is a story. Before I go into the story, there's actually a story I wanted to talk about, which is called about breast ironing. Um, this is uh, going starting to happen in um, Britain, and it's a sick practice which seems to be getting worse. Uh, even it happens in parts of Africa, and if you've heard of it, you will know what I'm talking about. Um, 
A terrifying rise of breast ironing, barbaric rituals sees young girls having their chests. This is young girls who are develop naturally developing. And what they're doing is they're they're like hot stones, hot stones on. Uh, they're putting them on the chest to stop them developing, and they're being beaten uh, so that the and to prevent them growing, because some obviously some women do grow quite big. And it's to prevent them, in a sense, they're trying to say that it's to stop them being attracted to the men as much so they don't get raped and protect them in a way. It's like a, almost, really, it's like sexual harassment, really. Let's read the story. A UN report states breast ironing affects 3.8 million young women. It is widespread practice in Cameroon, Nigeria and South Africa. In 58% of cases, the girl's mother is the abuser. Breast ironing, the brutal flattening of a young girl's develop, developing breasts to protect her from rape and sexual harassment. Um, I think that is more harassment than what they're doing. Uh, and it's, tor it's like mental, it's like psychological torture and abuse. Now affect 3.8 million women around the world, according to a UN report. The process uses large stones, a hammer... Uh, or a spatula that has been heated over hot coals to compress or militate, uh, uh, sorry, mutilate the breast tissue that makes, an, um, makes the adolescent look less womanly. It is a widespread practice in Cameroon, Nigeria and South Africa with the girl's mother being the abuser in 58% of the cases according to the Department of Public Health Services. The, the, ration, the rationale to, is to prevent the girls from developing breasts between 11 and 15 years old in the belief that the flat, childlike uh, appearance will discourage unwanted male attention and premarital uh, pregnancy. The mother often warrants that the ritual removing signs of puberty uh, so her girl can pursue education for longer rather than being seen as ready for marriage. However, much like the FGM, the female genital mutilation, breast ironing is widely considered to be just another form of hidden abuse. Destroying a woman's or girl's breast is, in this way can take anything from a couple of days to a few weeks. Large, um, large stones, a hammer, or a spatula has been heated. Uh, this is sort of reading this, uh, the pictures have been mutilated uh, uh, look, to look less women. They've just obviously covered that. But more of the story here. The words culture, tradition, or religion might come up uh, when trying to explain um, this absurdly harmful uh, practice. But as the case of the FGM, these words are only mainly ve thinly veiled excuses. She un uh, underwent... FGM for her safety and believes it is absurd that women's bodies are not considered safe in their natural states. London-based charity Women, Women's um, and Girls Development Organisation um, work with the police, social services, health and schools to raise awareness of breast earning in the UK and Cameroon. These, their website states breast earning is a well-kept secret between the young girl and her mother. Often the father remains completely unaware. The girl believes uh, that what her mother is doing is for her own good and she keeps silent. This silence uh, perpetuates the phenomenal phenomenon and all of uh, its uh, con consequences. Um, uh, Gian, uh, Gina, Gina Bella, 27, was subject to breast ironing when she was just 10 and the hope of her breast would uh, disappear. Um, 
while also suppressed development, breast ironing also exposes girls in numerous health problems such as cancer, abscesses, itching and dis, dis, um, discharge of milk, infection, um, dissymmetry um, of the breast. Girls are also like to experience cysts, breast infections, severe fever, tissue damage and either the complete disappearance of one or, one or both breasts. It is also between, believed by many of the futile when it comes to deterring sexual activity. Rather than using stones or for, uh, torturous implements such as um, hammers, rich families prefer to use an elastic belt to prevent small paps to prevent them from growing. While awareness of FGM it is all uh, an all-time high in the UK, campaigners warn that there are still many other forms of sexual violence being used against women around the world. So far, there have been no uh, prosecutions relating to breast ironing in the UK, but an awareness increases. There is more pressure on government to take action. The charity added adolescents are traumatised and mutilated. This is a serious damage not only on their physical integrity, but also on their social and psychological well-being, and we must stop it. Quite right, this is sick abuse, more abuse, also with the UK's paedophiles. This thing going on at the moment is so much happening which needs to be stopped, and at some point something's got to be done about it. Um, but these days the resources are not always there, and it's a constant battle to get things moving. Well, I think I'll wrap up there. Thank you for... Thank you for listening. If you agree with some of these, agree. If you want to give us your viewpoints in these stories, uh, please email us hatrick and ramsey at gmail dot com. Please give us your feedback. We're going to end with some music um, to round off the show. But I want to thank you for your time. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Some brutal, sad stories, and I fired up there with some of these stories that are going on. ISIS again, and now women who took her kids. I'd say, tough, ain't coming back. And I say, in a lot of these, and that, the guide dogs, uh, it's just crazy, absolutely crazy story. So, but I want to thank you for all the people who are listening to all over the world uh, to our podcast. Thank you for uh, many, many countries in Europe and a lot wider, America. And uh, I want to thank you for your time. Thank you for. Uh, listening, if you agree with it, if you enjoy her, give us some feedback because we love your feedback. Um, please email us so we can read out your comments, read out your feedback on the show, or as we do one. But um, yes, this is the Hatrick and Ramsey Unleashed podcast. We our next podcast. Hopefully, maybe will be done by myself. Uh, maybe the Hatrick, maybe John Sutherland, our analyst. But we'll be looking for getting guests and coming up in the future. And this is our long-term project to develop this and to continue uh, entertaining the people of the world. This is the wonderful thing about podcasts. We've now been doing this for a year now. Um, it was just about October last year. I can't remember the exact date, but we have been doing this for a year. And we aim to just keep developing it and growing. And podcasting is developing again uh, because the mainstream media news is becoming so regulated you, you, can, you can't break wind uh, without causing an offence. So, but anyway... Coming up, we have the music from Jazz Miller, and it's called Wiggle Boom. This is instrumental only. I was sent her album um, via Blab uh, through a Blab that was called 
the Jazz Lounge. So here is Jazz Miller. Wiggle Boom coming at the end of this show. Till next time, stay hard, stay hard, stay hungry. Peace, love, and hugs. And I'll speak to you soon. Bye bye now.